Welcome to Perspectives. I'm Keegan Rasco, journalism intern here at Coast Community Radio. Today's special pre-recorded episode of Perspectives is from Wednesday night's AAUW Candidates Forum. At that forum, eight county commission candidates gathered at the Astoria High School Auditorium to speak to community members about the issues that they believed mattered most. Among these candidates were Mark Wheela, George McCartan, and Andy Davis, all running for the seat representing District 1. Fine for the seat representing District 3 was Pete Roscoe, Doug Thompson, and Pamela Webb. As for the seat representing District 5, we have Susanna Gladwin and the incumbent, Leanne Thompson. Here's the event as we recorded it. Okay, we need to get going. I know this is pretty heavy stuff. But we have another round of candidates who are looking to serve you. First, I'd like to ask Jan Horning uh, to come up and give a brief statement. Good evening, my name is Jan Horning. I'm currently the president of the Astoria chapter of AAUW. I would like to give our thanks tonight, first of all, to the Daily Astorian and the editor, Jim Van Nostrand, for being uh, working with us as in collaboration as partners in presenting this forum. We're about education and educating the public in matters of politics. I'd also like to thank all of our candidates for stepping up to represent us and thank our audience members for staying out late at night to, to um, find out what's going on in our county, in our lower Columbia region, and hopefully sharing your opinions with your friends and neighbors. Thank you for being here tonight. All right, one order of business. Uh, one of the candidates uh, in this panel is a member of AEUW of Oregon. We take, however, uh, AEUW takes no position whatsoever, either for or against any candidate. We're totally nonpartisan, but we thought it would be appropriate to mention that. All right, um, we have two minute opening statements, uh, and we'll just start at the top. Identify your name and go for it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Trish. My name is Andy Davis. I am running for County Commissioner District 1. That's Western Astoria and Warrenton. I'm a three-year resident of, of Astoria. I came here to work for Clatsop Behavioral Healthcare. Now I work for GOBI, which is a sort of higher level organization than CBH. Uh, I do data analysis in behavioral health. Um, that means that I look at problems across the state, mostly in rural areas, and try to figure out uh, creative and cost-effective ways that we can solve those problems. And I think that my skills from that job would lend themselves well to coming in as, as a commissioner and looking at the diverse set of problems that we've got here in the county, housing, sustainable jobs, environmental protection, making sure that we have social supports available for all of our population, and trying to solve those problems as a whole, uh, in a holistic way for the county. Uh, I also want to come to this job because I started coming to county commissioner meetings about a year and a half ago to really follow this pay for success school funding modeling. And I ran for school board last year because of my interest in that. And I've been going to commissioner meetings for this year and a half and really observing what, what I perceive as, as not a great working relationship between the staff and the commission. And I really want to come into that as a person who, 
who works in trauma-informed workplaces and tries to work on uh, staff and management relationships to try and lend those skills to making the county, the staff, the commission themselves, and the public work and communicate better with each other and uh, create a, a more prosperous county for all of us. Thank you, Andy Davis. Uh, thank you, my name is Mark Quila. Uh, I'm running for Clatsop County uh, Commissioner District 1. I was born and raised in Clatsop County. I graduated from Warrington High School. I uh, went off to Oregon State University and graduated with a degree in business and came back to work with my family who's here um, in the seafood industry. Um, I have a smarter, more attractive, talented wife. Uh, her name is Alana. And anybody that knows the two of us knows that I uh, can confirm what I'm saying. Um, she's home tonight, so I hope uh, someone will report back what I said about her. Um, I have an increasingly independent, almost three-year-old named Carly, who is hopefully asleep right now, fingers crossed. Um, I took an interest in local government about 15 years ago. I had uh, some suggestions for the Warrant and Planning Commission, and I ended up it being suggested to me to put my money where my mouth is, and so I ran for the city commission. And I was elected four times, the last time as Warrenton's first elected mayor, and I couldn't be prouder of what we achieved over that period of time. The creation of Urban Renewal District, growth in commercial and industrial jobs, development of the regional social services like the Clatsop Community Action Food Bank. Uh, I believe we and I contributed to a stronger working relationship with districts and with uh, jurisdictions such as the Warrenton School District and the city of Astoria. You know, I've been fortunate to have some, some fantastic opportunities. You know, I got to be the co-admiral of the Astoria Regatta Festival with Mayor LaMare. I mean, how cool is that? Um, I was on the board of the Astoria Warrenton Chamber of Commerce, Clatsop Community Foundation, uh, president of the, uh, the Warrenton Rotary Club, MC of the Scandinavian Festival and Hope House Banquet, and Liberty Theater Board, Salmon for All, Way to Wellville Committee, which is uh, focused on helping our, the youth within Clatsop County deal with the challenges that they're facing. Um, I'm working with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife now on the Fish Passage Task Force. Um, as your county commissioner, I'll be an advocate you desire, and together we'll work to improve Clatsop County. Thank you. Good evening, my name is George McCartan, and I'm running for commissioner in District 1. It takes care of Warrington, Hammond, and West Astoria. And if you're looking for a commissioner who's going to rubber stamp everything that comes across the desks of the commission, or you're looking for someone who will not uh, question the county manager or work with the commission to give him directives, then that's not me. I am not a politician and I am not a Republican or Democrat. I am a, what's known as a NAV. And there are a lot of you, uh, non-affiliated voters, but we appeal to all of you to consider the importance of some of the items we have to deal with here on the commission. 
and that is, first of all, where your money's going, where your tax money is going. Is it being spent well, or could some improvements be made, especially with respect to outsourcing and consultant hiring? It's also about your and mine, our Justice Department, our justice system. Do we have to send women who have been sexually assaulted 80 miles away to be tested? Do we have to not have a place other than the jail for mental folk? It's also about your environment, where you work and live and have your leisure. We have to do what we need to do and that is take care of our environment. That means not just our climate, Thank but you. our day-to-day -day living. Thank you, Mr. McCartney. Is this working? Can you hear me out there? Hi, my name's Peter Roscoe. I'm running for Clatsop County Commissioner District 3. I'd like to thank the AAUW, Daily Astoria, and KMUN for hosting this. I'm here to ask for your vote for the commissioner position. I'm the ideal candidate for this commission, and here's why. I have the experience that you know, I have the experience that you trust, and I have the experience that matters. My passion has always been worn on my sleeve. In the 1970s, I helped start a tree planting cooperative that changed reforestation in the state of Oregon, called the Hodads. I spent two and a half months at sea with Greenpeace fighting Russian whalers. And by the end of the decade, I wrote the first article in the Willamette Week warning about the dangers of farmed salmon. Former Mayor Willis Van Dusen has said, if they appointed this position, you could not find a more perfect candidate. I served two terms on the Astoria City Council, and in 2013, I led the team that rescued the Astoria Regatta from being canceled. As president, I was able to get Regatta recognized by the state of Oregon as a cultural heritage tradition. As a chef and owner of Fulios, I helped elevate the culinary scene in Astoria and make it the destination dining spot that it is. As a city councilor, I planted the seed that started the Lower Columbia Diversity Committee. As a member of CALPAC, I helped fund CEDAR. I helped fund the curriculum for historic preservation at the Columbia, uh, Clatsop Community College, and I initiated a program in the Astoria watershed that netted the city $1 million. Thank you. I don't think it's fair that uh, the other candidates got to go on and on and on, and we get cut off at the knees right at two minutes. So give me a few more minutes, because I have something important to say here. I, I, I respectfully disagree with you, sir. I appreciate that, but I... I've tried to do the best that, that I can. Next. My name is Doug Thompson. I want to be your next commissioner for District 3 
for Clatsop County. Quick background. I am the product of the public school system, including uh, Portland State University, graduate of the business school, uh, marketing and finance. Uh, I'm a third generation Astorian, although technically, I, that may not be correct, I was uh, born and raised in Southern California, uh, Orange County to be specific. Uh, but my uh, ancestors settled here uh, early in the 20th century. Uh, my Finnish and Norwegian grandmothers uh, here in Astoria were both widowed at a young age and each raised their three children here in Astoria alone, including my parents. Uh, my parents stayed in Southern California post-World War II, and as I said, that's where I was born and raised. But I spent summers here as a kid, uh, playing in the woods, uh, visiting downtown, uh, riding back and forth on the ferries. Uh, I will tell you a quick story. My Finnish grandmother never learned to speak English. And uh, my, one of my earliest memories uh, was being about four years old and having my uh, grandmother waving her finger in the face and saying, Baja Boyka, bad boy. I'm the most qualified candidate for District 3. I spent 11 years in the Astoria City Council, ran uh, four elections, won every one of them. Uh, my track record is absolutely solid. Uh, I have three uh, major accomplishments that I'd like to highlight among the many. Uh, one is I was the project manager for the Astoria Sunday Market. Thank I'm, you. I'm done. Thank you. already on? Good job. Good job. My name is Pamela Webb. I too am running for District 3 on the Clatsop County Commission. Um, I have, I'm from a Coast Guard family, so I have no hometown. Um, I was lucky enough as a child to live all over the world, and I have continued to do that. I've worked um, as a city planner and an economic development specialist everywhere from the White House to City Hall in Portland. Uh, I have deep experience with government. I know good government when I see it, uh, and I usually recognize when it's not doing too well. Um, my focus in this campaign is not on my brilliant past, uh, but on the future. I'm about to become a grandmother for the first time, and I find myself looking far into the future. Uh, and so that's the emphasis of my campaign. Um, my campaign is based on three big C words. The first one is connectedness. Uh, in our magnificent landscape here, we are very aware of the importance and the interrelatedness of farms, fisheries, and forests. Uh, it's my intention to advocate for a balance of those three, always with a recognition of how important they are to each other. My second C is collaboration. Um, I'm very excited about the, the housing study that the county has just begun, because I think it's a great illustration of the appropriate 
um, coordination uh, possibilities at the county level, uh, helping cities and rural communities work together to solve what, for most of us, are very common problems. Thank you. Hi, I'm Leanne Thompson. I'm the, I'm the only incumbent. I've actually uh, been serving for three years. I'm headed into my fourth year. I'm looking to get reelected to continue the work that I've been doing for you. But I want to say, isn't this fabulous? We have 21 candidates looking for, to get elected to public office. This is a great community conversation. Here's what I think. Instead of waging war on each other and the planet, we should be waging peace. We should be looking to get the nuggets of wisdom from each person who's been sitting on this dais we should be looking for the nuggets of wisdom that you have. That's what I'm interested in doing, is having collaborative community conversations so that we can make real differences. So I have, you know, they say, tell people you have three things for them. Okay, three things, H-E-R, her, right? Housing, ecologically sustainable economic development, which right now looks like adding value to forest products, isn't limited to that, but that's a low-hanging fruit. And resilience. We, we live in an active, geologically active area. We've got hazards facing us. We've got tsunamis, landslides, floods, storms, wildfires. We need to work together to be prepared, and a community that is economically resilient is better able to be resilient in catastrophic events. That depends on our relationships with each other. Let's fortify, let's make them sweeter and better. Let's find more ways to work together. Thank you. Is this? Yeah, this is on. My name is Susanna Gladwin. I am, like Leanne, running for Clatsop County Commissioner District 5, which is Jewel, South Seaside, Arch Cape, Cannon Beach. My preschool years were in Micronesia, my school years near DC, my college in DC, BA in art, minor in religion and philosophy. Then I chose to, after getting married, to travel in Mexico, study Spanish before buying my farm in Jewels in 1971. With my farm and timberland, I also had two other houses and I used them as rentals and I have 43 years experience as a landlady with what would definitely be considered low-income housing. And but I kept them nice, and I heard lots of stories, and I know lots about the issues on both sides, about the issues of affordable housing, and I think I would be a great input on the commission as we try to create more affordable housing stock. I like the public process, and trying to get to creative, positive solutions in achieving the goals that would really work in our county. I was on the Jewel School Budget Committee 
superintendent's committee. I'm passionate about for oh, and the county planning commission. I'm on the in the forest interest group that we fought hard to support Oregon State forests. And also, I want to work with Jewel School students in environmental issues in Jewel, which we will begin this summer, because I think that students feeling passionate and positive about their world is our future. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, we're down uh, one minute responses. I'm also going to ask that the audience not clap between the responses. As you know, we're kind of running out of time. Um, not clapping doesn't mean any lack of support for our candidates. But again, I'm going to start uh, at, at the front and go back down. Um, please comment on the need for a new jail versus spending money for mental health services. Sure. Please comment on the need for a new jail versus spending money on mental health services. Andy Davis. Thank you, Andy Davis. That's a difficult question. I don't think that's a binary choice. Um, I think that it's possible to have both the jail and mental health and behavioral health services broadly uh, without necessarily sacrificing those things. In fact, one of the things when we had the hearings at the commission uh, that the sheriff spoke about was even having behavioral health services within the jail, which I was very encouraged by. Uh, that was a concern of mine that those services be provided to the, the jail population. I work uh, in my work at Gobi, I work with a criminal justice task force uh, where we work between um, police, uh, courts, and behavioral health systems to try and make sure that people don't slip through the cracks. And this is really important that we support both things if there, if there is a need for a jail in the county and if the electorate uh, approves that bond, then I think we can find money for both. Thank you. No clapping. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I think the Mark two, oh, Mark Quila, uh, District 1. Um, I don't believe the two are mutually exclusive. I believe that there is an opportunity to increase both. I have no reason to doubt District Attorney Josh Marquis or Sheriff Bergen in the need for a new jail. In fact, I supported it the last time it came around. Um, the concern I have, and I worked on the uh, uh, task force for the uh, Warrenton Hammond School District in trying to fund a new school or try to uh, create options for a new building for a new school out at uh, uh, east end of town, and the challenges, that's going to be on the ballot at the same time as the jail is. So. I'm concerned about it being overwhelming for the voters to see two measures and Astoria School District going to be on the ballot at the same time. That's a big challenge, uh, and it's a big uh, nut to crack to try to support both. Um, but certainly with mental health, I think that's certainly deficient in the county, and we need to see more services. Uh, George McCartan for District 1, and my response is, that uh, the county commission had two choices here, a $24 million jail, which they've chosen, and a $12 million expansion. It's questionable whether they needed either one, but uh, to be wise, they could have at least done something a little more modest along the $12 million line. It's questionable 
whether we need the jail because we haven't looked at some of the things they're doing. If you're keeping homeless people in there and mentally ill people, that's not, that, that's not the jail's province. It also needs to be examined the criminal justice system, how quickly trials are held. Many of those in jail are held for 11, 12 months before they go to trial. Believe it or not, there's a Speedy Trial Act. Thank you. Peter Roscoe, uh, Commission 3. Uh, I agree with uh, the first two gentlemen here that I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. I do think we have the need for a new jail. Uh, I have not been in jail, but I've taken a meeting of sobriety to the jail. So I'm very familiar with the Clatsop County Jail and the confined uh, space that it has. And I believe that, that we do need a new jail. And I believe that in funding the new jail, we can find some additional funds for addressing mental health issues within that institution. Doug Thompson, District 3 County Commission. I am supportive of the uh, jail measure that will be on the November ballot. But if all we do uh, is take all those beds and have them be jail beds, uh, as the previous commenters have said, we, uh, I believe we'll continue to fail. My day job, my full-time job, is running uh, just under 100 units of affordable housing. Uh, I, I know the criminal justice system and the civil justice system in this community very, very well. It is absolutely broken. The people that end up on the streets are there because of addiction and because of uh, mental illness. Uh, we just simply have to do a better job and uh, all of those beds for uh, jail inmates is not the answer. Thank you. Pamela Webb, District 3. Um, this question illustrates what, in my 30 years of experience working in Oregon, is, I believe, a very important problem in Oregon. And that is that we have too many individual special districts who often are vying against each other. Uh, I, it, it makes my heart hurt to think that a jail is, might be in competition with local school funding. Um, I, I find this very distressful, and I think it's a good illustration of how important it is for county government to be working with local governments, with school districts, and with other special districts to be a little bit more strategic in our long-term planning so that we are not up against each other instead of trying to figure out what's best for all of our citizens. Thank you. Leanne Thompson, uh, District 5. So I started my professional career as a caseworker in a county department of social services where we did a lot of this counseling work. I'm telling you, it can happen. It takes money. I also worked with delinquents in Detroit, Michigan. That took money. I worked as a psychological counselor in a prison in Alaska. It takes money to pay for these. We're asking 
people in our community to pay for a jail. We need mental health services, and they're trying to pay for schools for their children. We need an adequate, stable tax base for our communities and for our family. We need to add value to our products so that we have adequate, stable income for our families and for our community, because we've got to have all of these things to have healthy communities where we can care for each other and take care of ourselves all along the age spectrum, along every dimension of income and everything else. Thanks. This is Susanna Gladwin, District 5 candidate. I agree with almost everything everybody said, and I want to add to it that as for funding, three-fifths of our county lands are corporate timber lands that pay very low taxes and have huge turnovers that are destroying our lands. I also, as a resident of Jewel, know that anybody who doesn't spend time in jail but has an ankle bracelet has to attend classes in Astoria, and that's a huge burden for somebody in that position. I agree, and we need peer-to-peer -peer counseling is not expensive. It can be very effective with many other ways of counseling programs, which we also need desperately, and affordable housing, good jobs, all that to help our citizens. Thank you. All right, this next question, I'm going to start at the other end and move forward. Um, how would you increase access to jobs that provide living wages? Please give specific examples of your priorities. How would you increase access to jobs that provide a living wage? Be specific. Thank you. Well, one thing I would like to do is have... Tillamook, Washington, and Clatsop County have an economic development grant to build a mill and all our state forestry income stay in the counties. The trees grow, paying forest workers good wages, doing hand cutting of brush and no chemical use, increasing jobs that way. And I would like to, with the green energy jobs, I think that also increases our good paying jobs, hopefully. And most of all, I think more important than good paying jobs is affordable housing. I think there are a fair amount of fairly okay jobs in our county, considering the cost of living, if we can keep the rents affordable for those people. Thank you. Leanne Thompson, uh, District 5. Well, I've been reaching out to people who are in the timber business. Now, that was a stretch for me because I've been a lifelong environmentalist. And so I kind of thought they had horns and a tail. I found out they didn't. I found out that if I were willing to listen to people, if I could talk to them about how we're in this community together, if I looked for common values, we can find ways to improve what each one of us can contribute. It's important to do that with jobs. I've been working on the job and career fair where we link 
uh, students to careers and jobs. And in the afternoon now, we have adult job seekers who get help, who get support. So if we can support people with whatever they need, we can solve this problem together. Thanks. Pam Webb, District 3. Um, I think one of the greatest opportunities uh, that we have in Clatsop County is to be able to build on our natural resource base uh, and develop jobs in alternative energy. Uh, there's a lot of wonderful, fast-moving technology that's moving. We have a wonderful community college. Uh, I'd love to see them be able to turn to a program um, that could capture and train people to work in this emerging industry of alternative, uh, alternative energies. Thank you. Doug Thompson, District 3. Uh, let me be very specific. Uh, on, with my uh, property, uh, I employ uh, a couple uh, part-time workers. Um, I don't pay anybody less than $15 an hour uh, to start. Um, so I have a personal commitment uh, to the people I employ that uh, $15 an hour is the floor, not the ceiling. Uh, I will also tell you uh, that we're not going to prosper as a middle class and restore our society without organized labor. We have to level the playing field. I am very much pro-union. I'm an affiliate member of 1097 United Steelworkers at the Wana Mill, and I've been meeting with the North Coast Labor Federation monthly over the past several years. Uh, I intend to be an advocate for organizing labor. Peter Roscoe, uh, District 3. That's a broad issue. Uh, there are many, many ways that we can help our workforce here, and workforce housing is certainly one of them. We also need to have an attitude at the commission that is a little more business friendly so that the businesses that may be interested coming here uh, can get through the permitting process a little quicker. There's one idea recently that uh, has come up, which is hydroponics. And let me give you, not all hydroponics are food. There is a, uh, and, and not all hydroponics are uh, dope either. We could grow, here's just an idea. This is a for instance. We could grow foxgloves hydroponically, process them, get the digitalis, and sell it to the medical community for heart medicine. Thank you. George McCartan, District 1. This is very controversial in a way, but it seems that many communities throughout the country and throughout Oregon are using enterprise zones, or to put it more bluntly, tax reduction offers to companies to come and set up their business. We could certainly insist uh, on uh, clean energy, clean jobs, and uh, jobs that would pay at a minimum $15 an hour and probably much more. 
it's difficult to say, well, they're going to take some of the taxes away and we're going to continue to pay our taxes, but they're not going to pay theirs. That's right. But if that's what it takes to get them here, then I say we have to kind of go ahead and adjust and go for it. Thank you. Uh, Mark Quila, District 1. I believe in enterprise zones. I believe enterprise zones attract investment that uh, wouldn't normally come here, and it's a deferral. It's not an exemption. So eventually those companies or corporate uh, interests are going to end up paying taxes within three to five years. Uh, we've done a lot in Warrenton, Pacific Seafoods, uh, relocating on the bank of the Skippinon River after burning down in 2012 is a, is a huge accomplishment, and I worked extremely hard as that as mayor to get them relocated. And uh, Certainly, North Coast Business Park expansion, the Port of Astoria, I know that Tongue Point now with Hayek, uh, there's opportunities already happening, so uh, I certainly would want to continue what uh, already has been progress in creating industrial jobs. Andy Davis, District 1. So I made a bunch of notes here and I'm not gonna get through all of them, but I think training for caring industries, so we've got a community college here, we have shortages uh, for caring industry jobs, taking care of seniors, doing nursing at the two local hospitals, and increasing the amount of resources that are available and incentives for people to take that training and to take those jobs would help our community, both on the, the side of living wages, but also providing needed services. I think municipal broadband internet uh, to help attract internet companies and tech industries to the area. I don't want to see our youth moving elsewhere to get high-tech jobs because they're only available in the valley. Um, I'm lucky I can work from home, but otherwise uh, being a data analyst out here would not be an easy task. Uh, I think also support for light industry and sustainable industries within fishing and forestry and uh, construction seed monies for uh, development industries. You know, we've got, we had a, a housing crash in 2008 that knocked a lot of developers out and bringing new developers online to develop uh, affordable Thank housing. Thank you. Thank you. All right, um, I know we're at 9.15, but there, I would like to ask one more question and then give our candidates a time for one uh, closing statement. But why don't we uh, go down to 45 seconds. You'll get the uh, yellow card at 15 seconds left. So this is the question. Uh, how do you plan to prepare our community for the effects of a disaster? Uh, starting, why don't we start at the front again? Uh, can I <laughs> Point of information? Yes. Are we assuming that the disaster is tsunami and earthquake? Sure. Let's just assume it's a tsunami, earthquake tsunami. Okay. Very briefly, I think uh, the commission did a great thing in contracting with a sort of insurance last resort um, development, which would be able to come in and bring in uh, what would normally be firefighting support uh, into the county to, to give... Um, needed necessities, uh, shelter, food, uh, showers. That's a great stopgap measure. I think in the long run, we need to look at things like uh, updating our building codes and providing incentives for, for retroactive uh, improvements to housing and municipal buildings so that those buildings can be safe and sustained uh, through an emergency like this, but then also trying to develop uh, emergency services, frankly, in Astoria, higher up on the hill um, so that they're not wiped out in a tsunami. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, we learned a lot after the storm of 2007. We learned a lot of things not to do and uh, ways to improve, which was operating the EOC at Camp Rialea and certainly working closer with the school districts. And the city of Warrington actually took a lot of action to work with the police department and fire department uh, and coordinate with CERT teams. And CERT teams were going out to each neighborhood and getting interaction with each neighbor and allowing them to uh, be able to check on their neighbor and going through drills. We did evacuation drills. Uh, the school district does a, a evacuation drill to go um, and find high ground. And there's mapping now that we can see exactly where to go, how, how long it's gonna take you to get there. So all of these things in preparation have happened since 2007 and it's been uh, a very good thing and I think it will only continue. Thank you, that was uh, Mr. Kuila. Mark Wheeler. Yes. George McCartan for District 1. It's true the commission did enter a, what appears to be a contract, with a, an outfit that nationwide provides disaster relief at a tremendous cost. It's like they're sitting there waiting for something to happen and then even though I'm for higher wages, the lowest wage paid to anybody is going to be $30 an hour. It's going to be a multi-million dollar task. And the problem that I see is that there doesn't seem to be anything in the agreement in which there's going to be coordination with our local responders. Thank you. Peter Roscoe. Uh, District 3. I th certainly think that the CERT teams uh, and their outreach to the community needs to be bolstered and amplified. Everybody in our county should be aware of how we're going to survive should you survive the, the disaster. I, was, I also think we should look at the potential of paving the pipeline road from John Day boat landing all the way down to Williamsport and going out through Lewis and Clark to create, uh, may improve that road so that we could have feeder roads from all of our beach communities for tsunami evacuation route. Doug Thompson, candidate for District 3. Uh, I'll echo the previous comments. Uh, I would also uh, cite the recent editorial in the Daily Historian that uh, recognized the efforts that have been going on uh, by a lot of folks uh, in and out of government uh, for preparedness. So we haven't been doing nothing, but of course it's not nearly enough. And we just have to keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. And unfortunately, most of what we're gonna have to do uh, is going to have to be local initiative and as we can, funded locally. Pamela Webb, candidate for District 3. I think this is another illustration of my second C, which is collaboration. Uh, this is, there have been some very noteworthy local efforts done throughout the county, really, but it's at the county level that the regional coordination has to happen. And I would like to see the county take a much greater leadership role in coordinating the escape routes, the facilities, all the things that are going to have to happen for everybody in the county. Um, thank you. 
Leanne Thompson, District 5. Well, so three things. Skills, stuff, and relationships. Skills, CERT, Ham Radio, Red Cross, Medical Reserve Corps. I do all of those. It's great people. We're prepared in those ways. Stuff. You want emergency supplies in your home, in your car. Please, if you do nothing else, put a pair of hard-soled shoes under your nightstand or your bed so if there's an earthquake, you don't cut your feet on broken glass. Step into those shoes. Mostly relationships among us all over the state. I'm not at the Oregon Emergency Management Association conference this week as I was last year because I'm here with you tonight. We have friends all over this state to help us. Hello, this is Susanna Gladwin, District 5. I live in Jewel in the 96 flood. I was isolated for four days by the flooding of the Nahalem River. I've been on the Elsie Vine Maple Fire Department starting in 85, and now as I'm older on the CERT team. We all have our radios. We plan constantly about how as a community we will survive because we know we will be isolated after a bad earthquake and the bridges are down. I think Seaside needs bicycle evacuation drills and walking bridges. I also worked by myself in convincing people to have a truck route around Astoria. I've heard there was talk about also a, another eastern route out of Seaside. Thank you. And now we're into our 30-second speed round, of starting at the end, moving towards me. What's your number one... <laughs> Number one priority. In facing climate change, I think protecting our trees and our forests and our environment to survive rising temperatures, fire danger, and keeping our trees for carbon capture. We need a future for our young people. And this is a passion of mine. Thank you. Leanne Thompson, District 5. I want to see jobs that grow people's hearts and minds, that give their lives meaning and relevance for as many people as possible. I want to make the best use of our natural resources because we live in this beautiful place. This is our island home. We love it here. How can we honor it and make a living? How can we work constructively at peace with joy and satisfaction with one another? Pamela Webb, District 3. Um, I don't have a number one priority because I don't think that's good government. I think good government is weighing a range of things that are interconnected. Um, local government's a little bit like whack-a-mole. If you hit in one position, you're real likely to have a result come up. Uh, so I have no number one priority. I believe in balanced government. Doug Thompson, District 3. If I had to pick one, uh, it would also be uh, climate change. Uh, that will have the largest impact on us, on our quality of life, uh, locally, of course, uh, than any other factor. Uh, and that's why I oppose any further fossil fuel development on the Columbia River, including the ill-conceived Port Westward boondoggle upriver. 
Thank you. Peter Roscoe, Clatsop County Commission 3. Uh, like Pamela, I don't have a number one issue. What I would like to see is further utilization of our natural resources, exploration of alternative energies. We have a river here that could create a, a tremendous amount of energy. And also, I think we need leadership that stands up to the partisan politics that get dictated out of Portland and Salem. George McCartan, District 1. My first priority, my priority would be to get the commission itself through solidarity and dialogue, get them together to stop any antagonism, at the same time con continue to di disagree but never walk away and apply the same principles to the entire county so that we can all work together and not be vying with one another. Thank you. Uh, Mark Quila, District 1. I would think that uh, jobs and uh, affordable housing are probably the most pressing issues for the county, but I also agree with George. I think civility is important to have on the Board of the Commission. You know, I've had a history of cooperation and, and team building, and, and those are the uh, assets that I can bring to the Commission. And uh, I'm a nonpartisan running for this office, and I think there needs to be more partnerships and less partisanship. Try saying that three times. I'm Andy Davis. I'm totally going to cheat on this and say I would say my number one priority is increasing the social determinants of health in the community, and that's in the behavioral health field. That's a, a broad term that means making sure that housing and food and healthy environment and education and community support are available for all of the members of the community so that they can come at life from a healthy perspective. Those things are foundational for all of us, and making sure that all of them work throughout our county is essential to making the county a healthy place. Thank you. Before we conclude, I just want to say uh, make sure and vote. Ballots are mailed April 25th through May 1st, and ballots must be in by 8 p.m. on May 15th. So on behalf of AEUW, uh, KMUN and the Daily Astorian. I want to thank all these candidates for taking the time to come out and speak with us, and thank you to the audience as well. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Perspectives. If you happen to arrive late, you could listen to the full forum as a podcast at coastradio.org. Tune in each Friday of this month for special one-hour episodes of Perspectives, featuring interviews of candidates with host Joan Herman. Mm -hmm.